conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It's the best day of the week. Yeah. All right. Cool. We made it. <laughs> Were you rested this weekend? You're, you rested or? Uh, I wouldn't say rested. Uh, I think, you know, I think we're all, uh, I think the pattern of the 2021 year is going to be um, the fire has been lit and now we're all trying to get to the finish line and finally get back to some normal. I should say, are you recovered from the week before? But uh, maybe that's a topic yeah. of the day, right? Recovery. 
Yes, exactly. How are we doing on our uh, different ends of the world? We got got Golden and Central Time. Uh, what's what's going on with you guys? How how are you doing? How's your week? Yeah, you know, uh, pretty similar to the previous one and, and the previous one before that. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of plans for for travel. Maybe overly optimistic in, in January for work. Uh, but none are happening and they're all being pushed at, at least back until March. So um, keeping, keeping some cool things on the horizon, just not uh, as soon as I had hoped. And that's really, really tough for uh, somebody like me who doesn't like to wait for things. Patience, uh, although my two-year-old has taught me a lot of it, is not my value. <laughs> Uh, and, and here we had a tough So I was even thinking to go back to the office after a while because I started missing it so badly. So I was okay. I will just go uh, uh, last Thursday. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the office once to see. But then we had so much snow. Actually, it became so mm. high. Okay, so another reason not to go this time. But uh, no, I, of course I do miss it. But it's it's strange. Still, some people goes there. It's just what is good, right? There's also discussion a bit. Like, is it? They're advising not to go back to the office. Some people just go, we're keeping it open. And I don't know, it's just now it just takes so long and I'm just getting done, actually. And I think yeah. travel, is, travel is just one thing. But for me, already traveling to go to the office, it sounds like a wow, amazing journey already. I go to different <laughs> yeah. or something in here. It's already nice. And this is even blocked now, right? You can just you just can't go, you can't go much. You can't even book a hotel one hour away from here because it's closed. So. I really hope recovery will start soon, even though a bit already that you at least can can travel a bit or maybe just more conscious. And even though when you have to wear the mask when you go for breakfast, I could all live with it. But just just get out. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I may get a little bit of slack or flack for this, but uh, I did. I am in not in Washington right now, so I'm in Florida. I did make the journey over to the other side of the country safely um, with a with a you know, solid mask, a lot of hand sanitizer and um, the best Alaska airline flight I could find. So, um, you know, it's, it's nice to get out. It felt good. It, I felt comfortable um, as a consumer. So that was, that was great to kind of see the, the execution of the things that we've been talking about, you know, safety and security and all the other stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like you said, Ross. How did it felt for you to travel? Because you're just stepping to a plane and you see everybody concerned. How, because I think it's one of your first flights since the since everything started. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, every no. Uh, the middle seat was you know uh, no one was sitting in the middle seat, so we're kind of as spacious as we could. But everyone would seem pretty pretty happy. Nobody was like walking around yeah. like people were talking and. So can you imagine yeah. yourself? You're taking a flight and just okay. We're just moving. We just we we can go into the future. Imagine instead mm -hmm. of back to the future, we go into the future and it's, two, it's January 2022. Yeah. Things everybody's vaccinated. You think you'll still take and take a mask on your flight? I think I would. To be honest, no. I don't know. I just no. I honestly, it's, it's been on. almost a year, and I'm just it's just been almost a year, right? So it's like, how long can we, you know, go without? You know, at the end of the day, we got to move on, like not move on in the yeah. sense of it's a bad situation. It's just we got to start travel. But I would just, yeah, you can see, I don't think in a year it's it's not disappeared, right? We can be realistic because if we see in Europe or the Netherlands, for example, there's still like a, what maybe one third says no, 
I'm not going to take the vaccination because I don't know what are the, the side effects. So there's still a huge, big, I don't know how it's in the US, but in Europe, there's the kind of a big uh, group of people just say, I'm not going to take the vaccinations, right? And it's still, well, I have a family, just, of course, you're a bit more careful. And of course, it's kind of, are kids more sensitive or not? Are we not, not that, et cetera, long discussions. But it's, I don't know, I just really, yes, I would travel as soon as travel is a bit okay. I would just travel as soon as possible, but still take this mask. I remember in February when I, when I flew to the US uh, for my trip to San Francisco and, uh, and the West Coast, um, I was wearing the mask in the plane in February, middle of February. I was the only one, actually. So it was everybody looking at me like, because it was around the COVID and everything. Well, actually, my wife told me I had to do it. So I did it. So I, <laughs> watching, so I really did. So I was wearing the mask and people were looking strange at me. And now it's a new normal, right? I want to say it almost. So when I was in Portugal in March and I flew home like the hours before the border was closed or whatever, uh, on the flight, there was a lady that was wearing a mask. It was one lady. And the flight attendants came up to her and said, ma'am, are you sick? If you're sick, you need to get off the plane. And she's like, no, I'm just being protective. Like, I'm just I'm just protecting myself. Um, so, yeah, it's that, that mentality has shifted a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think it, it's everyone's decision. If, if you feel like you want to, go for it. Um, for For me, like... I certainly wear masks until the point that it doesn't make sense to, but I'm not a germaphobe. I, I never have been. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that'll eat the worm out off the, the concrete for a free lunch or something. Um, so that, that stuff doesn't it doesn't bother me as much. And you know, I'm young and healthy, so my risk factors are are relatively low. Yeah. But yeah. You know, Right, you're just uh, you're the Cristiano Ronaldo of the of the US, right? You're completely fit or not? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't label <laughs> myself as completely fit, but I am a young individual. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my my excuse is that I've been vaccinated and injected with so many things through the military that I have no idea what they put in my body already. So I'm like, eh, the other day, I think I, I've I've gotten every virus or flu that they probably. have had and i didn't even know it i got i remember my first year 2014 i got injected with probably like nine needles in one day so who knows <laughs> and they do it every year too so at the end of the day if you've gotten vaccines then you don't really need the mask um yeah but adding but it's not clear in here i don't know how's in the us if you have pretty clear plans is a bit like yeah somewhere maybe in the third maybe fourth maybe second quarter it will see you get your vaccination so it's a bit unclear and then it's like you're starting with this group, but then maybe it actually you're the second. It's it's an unclear in, in the Netherlands, for example, because I just put my health in there. But it's I don't know. It's 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 still unclear, and and I know it's not always easy to plan. I I understand, but it's also like if you want to make plans, it's good to understand a bit. Okay, when and how. And then you see, of course, there's a difference. Like the older people get the Pfizer, then the other group in here got Moderna. I don't know. It's in the US, so it like depends also on which age group you are. You get a specific kind of vaccine. So, yeah, I, know, I just I prefer to like okay, I always pay for that one. I don't know, maybe there's a difference, but if one costs twenty five euro, I saw some reports. If one costs twenty five euro, I need two of them, or tw- is it no twelve and a half euro? I need two of them. The other one cost you know, cost one dollar. I don't know. Maybe the other one is better. There's also discussions now what you will get. Right? Is the other one better than the other one? Can I just upgrade to the other one? Can I just pay a bit more on the doctor? And it's yeah. I mean, I think. Um... 
I don't have a clear vision on on what America is doing, but I I have seen that a lot of big big places like Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play or Disney World are are setting up massive yeah. like drive through get injections and it'll be you know 20,000 people a day can can go through it. So I'm confident that once we get things like that figured out, those those infrastructure pieces in place, then it's gonna then it's gonna roll. Um, and Will, can you bring up that that graph? Um, I didn't. I did not. Um, no. I did not put it into the uh, the thing. My bad. Slacking this morning. Um, basically, in the U.S., the the herd immunity path with a mixture of infections and vaccinations is expected right there in the middle of the year. June, July timeframe where we'll be over 75% kind of herd immunity. So, which is, which bodes well, and it kind of aligns well with what happened last year on its own. People, people really started to travel again in, in June and, and didn't slow down really until kind of October. Um, so likely schools are closed the rest of this year, likely not much travel, but we're getting over 50% herd immunity in, in this estimate in April. And I think, there you go. And I think that's really going to be a tipping point for kind of the hardcore travelers and the consumer travelers are probably going to be middle of the year and, and on to next year. And yeah, I can't imagine how many people are just planning their big dream vacation and, you know, nobody's taking time off right now. So everyone's got all this time off built up. Um, you can take a month off and go to wherever for, for a long time. Um, so it, the, the amount of pinup travel is, is promising for the second half of, of the year. Uh, I suspect 2022 will be a, a really, really strong leisure travel year and, and, wild card there is business um, what, what i see now is like you see the, the of course the the the, the family-owned businesses the pubs the restaurants the hotels they really really have difficulties right my concern is a bit like of course recovery will take a while as you see you just mentioned maybe you're during the summer months probably when it comes back a bit longer I think there will be a big shift. You see now, and I heard as well, by the way, is that it's some some family-owned businesses. Okay, can I just sell my business? So I think some people which are wealthy, which has the capital, they're just going to buy. Uh, they're going to be properties. They're going to buy real estate, etc. So I really think after this crisis, the richers become richer, and the and the, the hardworking people or the family-owned businesses they will have difficulties now. And the one who has has capital, they're just buying. Yeah, they're buying real estate or they're buying hotels or they're buying pubs like for 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 bargain than before. So, I'm really curious what's going to happen. And and uh, I, I know that Steve, uh, uh, Steve, the Glenn Fogel, <laughs> Glenn Fogel said it some while ago. Like, yeah, hotels will still exist, but maybe with a different owner. And uh, well, hmm. wasn't a nice comment. If I can comment on this, I think it's not really so nice because there are a lot of family businesses working really hard. But it's also yes, it will come back. But I think there will be a big shift in just new owners and and you'll see that it was shifting into the ones, indeed, what I just mentioned, the ones who has capital, they're just going to buy real estate, they're going to buy different hotels, they can become bigger. 
and more and more family business will disappear. And that's still the impact so far in the economy. When they say the economy is going to be have a crisis, the impact is huge. So far, it seems to be okay. If you see it in the companies who go bankrupt, for example, Netherlands, it's not a lot. If you see in general what happens in the industry, I'm I'm surprised actually because a lot of companies in in travel, of course, they impacted, and you see the pops and the restaurants, they're still surviving. But I'm really curious, like how they will come out, right? Is it with huge debts? Is it with different owners? Because there will be impact there. Yeah, I mean, some of these hotels were already on razor thin margins at eighty percent occupancy. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I've I've talked to a number of hotels recently, and they're still in the tens and twenty percent. Yeah. It, a long, long time until going to be back in the greater than fifty percent. Um, and again, I think it comes down to, to traveler choice. And I do suspect one night, two night hotel bookings with a business travel travel person isn't as much. And it's going to skew more towards business traveler brings his family along and they spend a week somewhere and then they rent out a two bedroom apartment or a house somewhere. Um, I think hotels, it is going to be a challenging coming years and and it's going to be up to how flexible and how creative they they are to attract the the business crowd and also to attract the family crowd you know maybe it's seven nights for the price of five or or for the price of four mm -hmm. right it's just well, good what you said about the length of stay because we see while well, focusing on hotel bookings right you see the length of stay actually is less is is decreased so people taking really essential trips, they're going as short as possible. So hotels before is okay. I'll just go one day earlier. I could rest a bit, maybe see the city center. If you really have to travel, even though it comes back, you're just going to limit it as much as possible. But maybe in short term, short term rental might be different because then indeed you take your family, making it a long journey, or you're going to this vacations part. Also, when you're flexible. But I think really, if you're looking at the hotel space, actually, and I, I just went to our details with our marketing team yesterday, it's okay. Okay, of course, it's much less bookings than than uh, one year ago. But what happened actually in the um, if you're looking at the length of stay, how much they're spending, etc. Is there is there is there a big difference? That yes, the length of stay actually in the hotels is less. So it means also, of course, the average stay of the average spend if it's in the same hotel is less. Mm -hmm. And even though then the prices also went down, length of stay is less down. So if you see that, even though you said maybe 20% occupancy, the prices are pretty bargain. So there's like limited in there. Um, some in, in some, some, uh, the restaurants are, are closed in many hotels as well, which is another difficulty because sometimes they, of course, they need some extra income. So even though you have 20% occupancy, even 30, 40, 50%, even 50%, but doesn't even, uh, you're not even able to probably just to pay, uh, it's even probably less than the cost you have. So I think it'll be, I'm really curious what's going to happen like next year. I really think there will be a big shift and there will be some new change. I think the chains, for example, they could, you can see they're still growing. I see announcements of chain hotels, for example. Okay, we open another hotel. We just get another hotel. And I think the chain spoke, and I, I actually shared a presentation somewhere in, in March, actually, and I'm not a fortune teller, but I actually said, like, I think the chains will become stronger than before. And actually, it seems to be because I think the change is still and still opening. Is okay. We uh, we we will come back. It will take a while, but we have some capital. Or when we franchise, it's like hotels as difficulties and branding. So I'll just maybe join a franchise now because maybe they could help me because I'm really down. I don't know how to get my customers back. I will join a franchise and yes, I'll pay 20k fee and plus some uh, percentage. 
so I think at the end, I think the the change will become stronger and stronger, and then has more influence after this whole. Art, I, I'm confident you're not seeing any bookings in January. Do you do you see any starting in March or May or beyond? Or is, I know the booking windows are also shrunk yeah. to virtually nothing. Yeah, yeah, you can you can see, but it's starting a bit like around the summer. At, first of all, everything is like free cancellationable. Every booking, right? It's just nobody takes non-refundable with a bit less fee. So this is first of all, and you can see a bit that they, they if they're choosing, they're choosing a bit the better properties, smaller smaller hotels. So you see some differences, right? You don't want to stay in a major, huge hotel. You're staying a bit smaller hotel, not always directly in the center anymore, uh, so you don't mind so bad. Um, you can see city breaks are, are just a disaster. Uh, when we had a big, the, the majority of our bookings in the past was, was city break destinations. Now you still see more the places which are like you can see maybe close to the coast or the, or maybe hideaways or in the countryside. This is more popular now. So you still, even though bookings, of course, it's, it's, it's less than before, it's challenging and it's not a lot. As we don't focus now also on bookings, we have to be realistic. If the prime minister of Netherlands said you just you're just kind of almost like a retard if you thinking about holiday now or what he literally said um, it's okay yes you don't yeah you, you don't only when it's necessary so people are afraid to book as well like yeah but also people are saying to, if I book a, tri a trip now even though it's half a year my people say you're gonna really go on holiday already then so I so people are afraid also of different opinions of other people I think that's one one thing. And if people start booking, they will start booking around the summer, but after summer, uh, yeah, everything is free cancellationable. And uh, not be surprised that they're booking multiple destinations. That's my second concern. What we see as well that some people they say, okay, and maybe not on our platform or they do book directly or somewhere else. Okay, I'll book three or four properties. I'll book one accommodation on the coast in Croatia. I'll book something, for example, in Dubai, and I'll book something in, in Tenerife. And then I will see in July who's the where's the safest place to go. Which means they will, the other hotels get last minute cancellations, which they're right. hoping for the booking. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bad place for the hotel, but it's a great idea for for the traveler. Like, yeah. I, one of my trips I was supposed to to make uh, at the end of the month was out to Hawaii, but they just put in a ten day quarantine. And as much as I'd love to spend ten days quarantining <laughs> in Hawaii, my my wife. Uh, has other ideas, so yeah, um, yeah. I, I think you know, as a consumer, well, workplace be ten days longer, right? And not to be in quarantine at least. Uh, yeah. Well, my my big thing, like when with focus on with like Slick Talk, we you know we talk with restaurant tours, we talk with hoteliers, we talk with vacation rental people, um, whether they're service providers or managers. And the thing that I think is going to be the hardest and most is the re the restaurant industry and cafe and all that other stuff they have thinner margins than what hotels have and uh, mm -hmm. so to see that 60 percent are permanently closing at least in the u.s um that that That's adds to area, yeah. well i was gonna say that adds to the the trip the 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 customer's experience the the you know why would i go to you know a, a staycation or whatever when i can't do anything um i can only stay at the hotel or at the vacation rental and all the restaurants or bars or pubs or cafes are, are closed. Um, and so that's, I, for me, I'm hoping that, because we're talking about, you know, the question of will we see recovery in 2021? Um, maybe not till Q3, Q4, but when it comes to the actual 
experience behind the trip of, you know, getting a coffee in the morning and going out to dinner with friends or a business colleague or that other stuff that um, to me is where it gets scary. And like, we're looking at 2022 and, and further, unfortunately. Yeah. Who's going to want to open a restaurant in September this year? I mean, and we'll be back hopefully, but yeah. I mean, maybe a new strain comes out and in the impact when you can have less people because they will put restrictions you're just organizing your whole if you're starting a new restaurant even though you want to start something you're just thinking about the interior how to put your tables how many seats this will take a while so at the end what's going to happen does the restaurant has to really increase the prices double because they have less seats because they have half of the seats left are you really going to spend 50 euro for a meal what was before 25 and and minimum well, wage and, and about to like nearly triple so tripling yeah, even plus cutting down your your adjustable market cutting it in half I mean, that's and, like, the, you and go the demand the, 30 bucks now <laughs> yeah i was gonna say and the demand of, of uber eats or grubhub and other other things that they take like 35 percent on the back end of the restaurant that's already not making the greatest profit and then now the customer is ordering a 15 dollar burger for 40 bucks with delivery and service fees and all the yeah. other stuff it's like oh i don't know man it's that's it gets it gets it gets a uh, slippery slope when you go go that well, that's that what change as well that you don't see restaurants who just only do food delivery and they do not have any restaurant anymore this will have you saw somebody in this maybe i don't want to say basement but somebody just having a place where just massive production burgers and they yeah. just only do delivery right it will be more common as well yeah. and to avoid and that, that that's still business delivery works okay but when you have a physical restaurant where you have an experience. I mean, I've always heard a restaurant job is the hardest job in the world because you have to deal with super picky people. Well, pull people out of the equation and, and run in a restaurant is going to be great, right? You just yeah. deal with delivery drivers and, and send them on the way. So maybe it'll be a, a new era of challenging jobs. It's going to be the delivery man versus the, the waiter or waitress. Yeah, no, that's true. We saw 300 chains open up under a sp specific influencer of just burgers and like a burger re restaurant concept, but just delivery. No in-house, yeah. no nothing. And 300 stores or locations. So you, maybe that's something well, that we're you, not you seeing. See them, so you don't know if it's true because you don't see them, but it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, awesome. Well, any uh, exciting news for from your guys and uh, with you know obviously you know, we got noise away we got bedrooms so anything coming up for you guys uh, that you're you're excited about that maybe um, I don't know just yeah. any kind of coming Friday will be live kind of on the channel. so because it's the Young Business Award right so coming Friday I'll be uh, will be uh, it's live on YouTube some TV channels etc in the Netherlands so if you're following the Young Business Award and then I think like European time around twelve I think noon or just check it. I'll be uh, I'll be live, so I'm pretty hope. Fingers crossed, I'll be in the final. So there are twelve final, semi-finalists. Then they will announce, I think, somewhere in February who's going to be in the final. So let's see. I hope it will look okay. I told I said last last week they record me. So uh, let's see. How do, we, how do we rig the election? <laughs> yeah, I will just I'll, I build a script actually, so it's automated. So I hope on it. No kidding. I think. It, it was a jury of five guys. There was kind of Dragon's Den. There's a jury of five guys in there. So I think they, they're making the decision. So I can give their email addresses or their contact details if you would like to in, uh, like influence them. So awesome. I send them already yeah. like a check already to them and some flowers for their wives and stuff. So maybe it helps. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, that's what it's gotta do. I love it. No, I didn't do it, people. Are you looking at this? I didn't do it. Of course not. I'm honest. I'm fair, transparent, fairness. That's me. Cool. He's so, the Elon Musk of subscriptions, so he's gotta be fair and honest. Yeah, I have to. Okay. So that's I think that's it for today. Anything with you, Golden? We'll uh look forward to same time next week. All right. Rough. See you.